Our prayer and desire this morning as always as we look at these scriptures and make comments about them that you look further as you have time and that you'll study them closely. Nothing that I say will mean to discourage anyone, but we hope that the things that we have to say will encourage you in living your Christian life. In John, the 14th chapter, verse number 15, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. It seems to be a very simple statement that he made. But the if in that is, we all say we love him, but we need to prove it in some way in the way that we live from day to day. If we don't do that, then we, we prove that we do not love him. If you love me, keep my commandments. And that's what we want to leave you with this morning when we get through. But you know, from a very early time in our life, we don't like for people to tell us what to do. And sometimes we refuse to do it even if it's the will of God, even when we get older. It's not always when we're younger. Sometimes we want to pick and choose what things that we want to obey that are written in God's Word for us to use. We need to realize that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and all those commandments that are in the Word of God are for us to keep. And by keeping them, we prove that we love not only Christ, but we love God. You know, Christ went to great uh, lengths to teach us that he didn't teach his word, but what he said was what God had told him to teach, and that th those were not his words at all. So if we talk about the law this morning of uh, loving Christ or loving God's law, then they're exactly the same thing. I believe everyone here knows the importance of the commandments of God because you've looked in the Word of God. You've studied the Word of God to know that in those commandments, He's given us great promises. And without those commandments, we don't have those promises that we can look forward to when this life is over. When we fail to keep His commandments, our love for Him is only a word. I compare the statement that he made to what James said about faith. James said, I will show you my faith by my works. We show our love for the commandments of God by our works or by what we do in this life. David felt like that the law of the Lord was important. And in Psalms 1, uh, excuse me, in Psalms 19, verse number 7, David had this to say about the law or the commandments of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So he said, the law of the Lord is perfect. If it's perfect, we need to follow it so that we can have that heavenly home that he's promised. But he says his testimonies are sure. His law converts the soul. It changed the sinner to be one that would be obedient to his will and one that would follow him. Making wise the simple. And we can think about that further at another time, but 
When we go to the Word of God looking for the truth, when we go there wanting to obey God's will, it matters not how simple-minded we are or how uneducated we are. We can go to the Word of God and it gives us what we need to do. And when we obey, then we become wise, as he said. Psalms 19, verse 11. David said, Moreover, by them is thy, thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Have you ever thought about what it would be like if we didn't have the warnings from God? There wouldn't be anything necessary for us to do or accomplish in this life. But he says, by them is thy servant warned. We, we receive warnings when we go there. What not to do, what to do. But keep in mind as we go further this morning again, in keeping of them, there is great reward. How much do you love the commandments of God? I'm going to read a couple of verses and you may think it's strange. I hope I'll say what I want to about that again. David you know, David said, This is a day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And that may be strange in comparison to looking at the commandments of God. But when we look at what David was talking about, and he looked at that, and he knew that God was the creator of all things and the giver of life, the giver of the commandments that would lead to eternal life, David was glad there was one more day that he could make those preparations and he could be ready to meet God when this life is over. Again, David said in one, Psalms 122, verse number one, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I think every one of you here this morning was glad when you got up this morning knowing that you were going to the house of the Lord. But there's a reason, I believe, why David felt that way and why we should feel that way is it's because we have those commandments. The more we know about his commandments, the more we're able to do those and keep those commandments and the closer we are to God. Revelations 2, verse number 10. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried and shall have tribulation ten days. But here's what's important, even though what things happen in this life. He said, Be thou faithful, or keep the commandments unto death, and I will give thee eternal life. A crown of life, excuse me. David said, In keeping of them there's great reward. The Bible says that he will give us that crown of life. I guess we could ask ourselves today why we're a Christian, why we would live the Christian life, why we would want to live the Christian life. We come up short if we're not longing for that eternal life, that home in heaven that he's prepared the faithful. In Mark, the 12th chapter, Jesus speaking again, he talks about the first two commandments. The first commandment was, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all our mind. Mind and strength, excuse me. And the second, in verse 31, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. 
Another question for us today, if we fail to keep these two commandments, do we love Him? I don't mean to, to make little of the first commandment because we know how great a commandment that is, but I want to look at the second one for a few minutes as we go on. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew 7, verse number 12. Therefore all things, keep in mind, it's not a pick and choose, it's all things. Therefore all things, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Or in other words, this is God's will. If you love me, keep my commandments. And he says that However you want someone to treat you, then that's the way you should treat them. I believe this is what keeping the commandments is all about. How we treat others. Again, Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 30 and 31, and pay close attention to what he says here because... Many times we fail to do, as he says here again, the commandment he gives concerning others. Give to every man. A while ago he said, All to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. When someone asks or has a need, do we question that? He said, if someone asks, we're to give it. I don't think I've always done that. Sometimes we decide they don't need it, or they need it for the wrong reasons. But here's a greater one to think about for a minute of what Christ said, and it's a commandment of Christ. He said, if someone takes your goods, don't go back over there and get them. Now, I've witnessed this with young children at some point in time when uh, siblings were playing together and, and maybe the young one had a toy and the older one wanted it and to take it from them. On many occasions, the young one would just pick another toy, going about his business. The older one come and do it again. Now, I don't think that's the way it always happens, but it's happened a lot of times. I've noticed young the young one or even the old one sometime. And you know, Christ has said we need to become as little children in lots of ways, and this is one of the ways that we can, is that if someone takes our goods, we don't go after those things. It's very important. The congregation here is blessed with a great number of young married people, young people that have children, little older people that have children that are almost grown and almost leaving the house. And we want to think about those things mainly this morning. Parents, it's our responsibility to teach our children to prove their love for Christ by keeping His commandments. That's a responsibility of every parent in the room today. 
Proverbs, the 22nd chapter, verse number 6, a very familiar reading. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. I believe he's saying here that when they're grown or when, when they're mature, he's not talking about always. But he says when they're old, they'll not depart from it. And I'll give you an example or a couple examples that come to my mind about this that I, I feel like is what it means. You know, Solomon had been told by his father to keep the commandments of the Lord if he wanted to be blessed. And when Solomon was about to become king, he prayed for wisdom. God gave it to him. But you see, God didn't give it to him and say, well, you can't misuse it, you won't misuse it. You remember the story about Solomon. He tried everything under the sun. But I believe he remembered those teachings at the end because he came back. One other one that comes to my mind that makes me think about those things of one is the prodigal son. Prodigal son got his goods. He left his father. He left his father's teachings. But you know what the scripture says about him was that when he came to himself, what does that mean? He remembered those teachings, didn't he? And he came back. I believe that whatever you as parents teach your children will stay with them all their life. I don't believe they'll always obey what you taught them about God's will. But the prayer is that you'll teach them and give them the opportunity to know how that they should live. We have an example of parents teaching their children when we think about Timothy. In 2 Timothy 1, verse number 5, Paul said, speaking to Timothy, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, and which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in thee also. I don't know where you're at in life today. You may be considering marriage and having children at some point in time. You may have children. You may be a mother, a father, a grandmother, grandfather. But wherever you're at, remember the pro progression of what happened in Timothy's life. His grandmother taught her daughter. She had great faith. Her, his mother and the grandmother taught him. And Timothy ended up with great faith. The lesson I want us to learn from it is, first of all, to teach. But the thing of it is, if you're in a situation where that your grandmother didn't teach, your grandfather didn't teach, your mother, your parents didn't teach, but you've obeyed the gospel and you're living the Christian life, and you want your children to inherit that heavenly home wherever you're at today. Help train these children.
for some day, someone will say, oh, brother and sister, so-and-so's kids grew up in the church and their kids grew up in the church and it continued. And I believe this is a pro progression that will keep the church strong throughout all the ages of time. Let's read again what Timothy said to Paul, or to, excuse me, what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 15. He told Timothy, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Don't forget the teaching, what you've learned, and who taught you. And that from a child, keep that word in your heart, from a child. Timothy didn't learn these things after he was older, although he kept, to learn, kept learning, I believe. But from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The point I want to gather from this is that from a child, Timothy was taught. The world we live in today is, says, don't try to teach them anything until, I don't know what the age is, maybe till they're grown. You'll confuse them. But grandma and mother taught Timothy before that, and they taught him the scriptures which was able to cause him to save his soul. I want you to know this morning that all children can learn. From a very early age, they learn. They can learn to obey God's commands, even though they're very young. I've got a question for you if you're a young parent or older parent. Have you ever heard your child say something or do something and you looked at your husband or wife and said, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Could it have come from you? I worked with a man for several years and he had two young daughters. And he, he come to work one day. And he said, my daughter said this bad word. Where did she get it? I worked with this man for a long time. He didn't know where she got it, but I did. <laughs> he didn't realize Parents realize how you live is teaching your, your kids. You know, even when you think you're not in the teaching mode, they're watching you. They're going to do what you do. So remember, it's important what you do and what you say. I want to share with you a story I read about in, in 2008. There was a <clears throat> college team playing softball, girls. And 
a girl hit a home run. And on the way to first base, she tore her knee up, couldn't run anymore. The girl on the opposing team went and got a teammate. Let's back up. The rule said if, if her players helped her, it would only be a single. Wouldn't be a home run anymore. But one of the players on the opposing team picked another girl. They carried her to first base, second base, third base, home plate, and it was a home run. Great thing, wasn't it? But you know, the home run won the game. The girl that helped said, my mother taught me that winning is not everything. Think about it. I believe sometimes we teach our children that winning is not everything, but by our actions, we prove otherwise. As I said before, they're watching. They know what you do. They know if you keep the commandments that you teach them or not. I tell you this story that we can think about how great the mama felt because her girl had been taught, remembered those things, and executed them. And I know that the girl felt good because she had honored her, her mother. Where does this put us today as parents? What are we teaching our children? Titus 2, verse 1 through 8. Some things we need to be teaching our children and other people as well. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, if they be in behavior, as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Parents, teach these things to your children and to others as well. We talked about that the parents' obligation to the children is to teach them and to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But the children have responsibility as well. We have all ages, as I said before. We have those that are very young and we have those that are almost grown. 
And I want you all to listen to what your obligation is. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Parents, teach the right things. Children, obey them. Remember, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus told us, as we read before, to do unto others. Young people and older people alike. Are we listening? When we do things God's way, losing the game becomes winning eternal life. Which is more important to you? And you know, whether we're religious or not, the teachings of morals in the Bible makes life so much easier to live and people get along a whole lot better. But you know, when we do the commandments or keep the commandments because God has asked us to, then we have hope of eternal life. Remember what David said, in keeping of them, there is great reward. And we've already mentioned what that great reward is, and that's the crown of life. I want to read a few more verses from Proverbs before I close this morning. These, if you will, as young people, children, parents, look at these and see what the blessings are in keeping the commandments. Proverbs 29, verse 15, The rod and reproof giveth wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother shame. The rod and reproof. Children, your parents are not always going to have you do the things that you just want to do. Sometimes you need reproving. But he says if a child is left to itself, and it, don't the world have a real problem with this? Just let them be their self until they're grown and everything will be all right. If they need God, they'll find him. He said if we leave them to their self, they'll bring their mother shame. Proverbs 10 and 1. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is a heaviness of his mother. A wise son. What's a wise son? One that hears and obeys the teachings of the parents. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A scorner is one that rejects or refuses the teachings. Proverbs 23, verse 24 and 25 the father of the righteous, or those that keep the commandments, shall greatly rejoice. And he that begetteth the wise child shall have, have joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she, she that beareth him shall rejoice. And I'll refer you back to the example we give of the ball game. I think this very thing happened to the mother that had taught the daughter The father of the righteous, those that will hear, those that will obey, greatly rejoice. 
And you know, it's not any different from our Father in heaven, as we'll read in Proverbs 11, chapter, verse number 20. God is the same way when He gives us instructions, when He gives us teachings, when He gives us warnings, and we obey those things, then He's delighted as well. And I believe we as parents can look at that as an example of how great it is when we teach our children and we see our children obey. Proverbs 11, verse number 20. They, were, they that are of a forward heart, a forward heart, and that's the ones that just do contrary to whatever they're taught or to what is expected of them, are an abomination, a great dislike to or by the Lord, but such as are upright in their way, those that keep the commandments are his delight. As a parent, does the Lord delight in you and in the things that you're doing? Grandparents, mothers, fathers. If we do those things, if we teach our children and they do the things that we ask them to do and they remain faithful, what other thing, what greater joy could a parent have? Good things happen when parents obey God and teach the children. Good things happen when children receive the teaching and use them and live in their Christian life. Children should learn from their parents respect, respect for authority, God, respect for their parents, respect for the laws of the land, respect for the elders, school officials, and on and on, anyone that has authority over them. You as parents can cause this to happen. It's not happening in our country today. Do you know why that is? Because the parents are not teaching them. They're not taking the teaching from their parents. Children are blessed for obeying their parents because it's God's plan. Parents are blessed by seeing God's plan working in their families. The church is blessed with strong, faithful members. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you're here this morning and have never obeyed the gospel and you've been taught and would like to obey the gospel and be buried with him in baptism, we'd like to assist you. Or if there's one here or more that would like to have the prayers of the church, we'd ask you to come forward as together we stand and sing.